Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt free. Hello, Fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello, Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Best Hang Podcast featuring Max Kerman, Shane Cunningham, and I am Mike Bierman. Welcome to the Best Hang Podcast. We got Max, we got Shane, I am Mike. Guys, welcome. Welcome to our listeners. Another great episode on a nice sunny day. Shane and I are here in Toronto. Max, are you in Toronto? You don't look like you're at your place right now, wherever you are. Yeah, I'm at Virtuals. I'm doing a little work day here. <laughs> Why can't you work at your own place? I just, I just need a little bit of my own space here. You know, just I like mixing it up. It's nice. It's great. Where's Birch right now? I don't know. He just said I could come over and use his place. Yeah, I think he's at work right now. <laughs> I I'm thought sure. you wanted to I come pod this. with us when you're in the city yeah. and we're in the city. What happened to that load of bullshit? Where, oh, shit. You guys are at work right now. Yeah, man. We're in the office. Oh, Tuesdays and Wednesdays, I, baby. I'm, I'm even closer to you now than I am when I'm <laughs> yeah, at home. You're super I'm like, close. I'm like four blocks away from you right now. Oh, this is incredible. I mm-hmm. um, yeah, we're home for one day. We, we basically we were in Mexico this weekend. I saw and, that. So for, first of all, let's let's yeah. get down to it. What was going on there? Was that like the best corporate you've ever played that they flew it, you guys all down? It was down a corporate. Yeah. You have fans in Mexico, the like corporations. <laughs> like, is that what happened? Yeah, it's the Tecate, the uh, the Pacifico. No, uh, I'm trying to think of other Mexican related brands that I've heard of. Um, no, actually, it was an interesting one. It was a British Columbia based company, automotive company, and they and they throw this wild trip every two years. And they've been, they've done like every part of the world they'll bring their clients to. And uh, this year it was in Mexico, just south of Cancun. And uh, your old friends, Arkells, were the entertainment. So we we all went down on Friday. We played on Sunday and my dad heard about it. And so my dad was like, can I come? <laughs> That's awesome. I saw a photo of Mike Kerman. He looked like, uh, well, doesn't he go down to Mexico and dance or is that Cuba? Yeah. What is he normally? What's his yeah, deal? Mexico and Cuba. Yeah. yeah. He, anywhere he south. He dances? In the does he work at a resort? Like what, why is he down there dancing normally? <laughs> no, no. 
He wasn't dancing. I mean, he he does like to dance. But, but doesn't he, he go down dancing. and dance? Doesn't he have like a thing where he like? No, that's a slightly different thing. Sorry, he does do this like <laughs> contra dancing. I don't know if we've talked hmm. about this on the pod before, but later in life, you know, when most men his age like start golfing a lot and doing just other like really manly stuff, he got really into like Scottish folk dancing. And this is oh. a Jewish guy from New York, right? Like, what is he doing? It's not like it's in never his too blood. Late. I love it. <laughs> never. And um, so he does do that because he thinks it's a great workout. He's like, oh, it's just the best workout. You get a sweat, you're dancing, you're talking to people. And they rent out these community halls around Toronto, but there are trips. So he'll like road trip uh, up to Ottawa or down to Virginia. And there's a community of contra dancers I love to cut a rug, but my dad's funny too. Like you can, my dad is, uh, I guess similar to me. Cause as I mentioned, I'm right here in Birchall's place, like very happily, just like I could sleep on his couch. My, uh, my dad, any he'll, he'll sleep anywhere. Like just like on a couch uh, in the corner. It doesn't matter. You can just like let him, as long as you let him in your house, he'll be totally fine. So, so on these contra dance, he just like ends up shacking up at some random contra dancers place. And there's a guest room and he's, uh, he's happy as a clam. So, um, no, so the, the the reason why he goes down to Cuba and Mexico is for business or just to get away from the winter. Mm. But uh, anyway, he came down, so it was good. Um, and uh, the, did the you, event did, now? Now, did your dad? Did Mike? Your dad, Mike Kerman? Did he have to pay for a ticket, or did you guys slip him in as like a member of the band? You know, was it like, oh, he's our like tambourine contra player. dancer, contra dancer? I think he. <laughs> He hasn't been joining the show. <laughs> yeah, he's like, what was that uh, guy uh, in, in Down with Webster that just came out? I forget his name. Oh my goodness. It was like oh, Mac the backpack like, on. It was like, yeah, look at name. Oh man. He was a nice yeah, guy. I liked right. him. He was nice. It wasn't something like Mac or Yeah, he was a former child actor, but yeah, he's what your dad could have been uh on this trip. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I forgot about that. But did, that he was answer the question, did he have to pay for a flight or not? No, okay, so he paid for his own plane ticket to get down. Mm. But I think because we split a room, you could like add that on for almost free or something like that. Nice. So uh so he was sort of he was happy to do that. And um the show itself was not at the resort. It was like a 30 minute drive from the resort, sort of in the sticks in the middle of nowhere. So and we're like we're driving down this like literally this dirt road. And then we get to this like compound. And then inside of it is the most like beautiful, expensive looking um, like grounds of, of like a Mexican millionaire. And the house was like decorated and it was very fancy. And, and, and the grounds had like a pond and there was like orangutans like in a cage and like there's just like roosters. There's just like a lot of stuff going on. And they built this massive tent. So it kind of was like, is this like a, someone's house or is it a wedding venue? Like, where are we right now? And it turned out the rumor is that the Mexican government seized the house because it used to belong to like a drug cartel who was like a bad dude. Mm. And uh, now they just use it for corporate events. And so that's where we played. It was very, it was very fun. It was like, it was probably 500 people there. Um, they said we were the best they've ever had in terms of entertainment wow. for this event. Not to break. Did, was and, it and a they good did crowd have, though? While you were playing, were they into it? Yeah, they were really, really into it. It was, it was uh, one of the better corporates that we've done. Uh, so, if you're a pod, a pod listener out there, and you have budget for a corporate party, you know where to find us. Are they trying to party with you afterwards? <laughs> I would think they're um, like, "Oh, Max, come do shots," and like try to lure you into well, some we were party. We actually put at a different hotel than the rest mm -hmm. of the group. 
So we kind of had our own space. Mm. Uh, but we did get recognized at the hotel. We got recognized by an Indiana Arkells fan, by the way. Oh, shout wow. out. Um, yeah. So they didn't try to so, party with you? The corporate people um, like, yeah, don't go back to your hotel. Come party with us. Well, it's sort of in the middle of nowhere. And I think they had to get on buses and they were all going back to their hotel. So they were oh, okay. pretty cool about it. All. Okay. Yeah. Uh, but, um, it's, it's, it's like everyone came from these different hotels, resorts to this event space. And then after the, the show, they all, you all got bussed back to your own hotel. So you would have had to like go to a different resort to party with these people. Exactly. Yeah. That would have worked Who out, out of the five Arkells partied the most in your two days in Mexico? Tony for Sunday. sure. <laughs> you nailed it. Tony, uh, Tony went hard. Tony, Tony had one of those days where you're like in the pool for seven hours and you just like never get out of the pool and you're kind of probably peeing in the pool the whole time, you know? You know <laughs> yeah. Days? I'm that kind of guy. That's, yeah. That's Shane's move. Like in the water all day at a resort. Yeah. You I don't like, like leaving that. the water. <laughs> I remember that actually. I never, I don't think I realized that that's what most people do. And maybe that's what, like, I just remember when on one of our first bachelor trips, I think to Cuba, I remember having to go to the bathroom many times and throughout the course of the afternoon, I'd get out of the pool every time. And then, at about the six hour mark, I remember looking at Julian. Like, Julian, have you left the pool yet? He's like, no, man, I've been peeing in the pool the whole time. You don't pee in pools, Max? No, I, I learned since that, that that's what you do. At but age 30, you learned you could pee in a pool? <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah, I didn't realize it until early. He was playing by the I was, rules. I did, Are you a I pool never had pier, pools Mike? in my life growing up. I know you guys Me have either. pools. I never had pools in my life. Yeah, no, we, I, we just called them we, toilets yeah. when I was young. <laughs> I remember I had an, a neighbor when I was young in like grade three, Chris Day, and he had a pool and that was a big deal. But I remember his parents had a sign on the pool that said, uh, I don't swim in your toilet, so don't pee in my pool. That was like their sign. And then you'd always hear like people weird be sign. like, it is, it is a weird sign, but I guess they just didn't want people peeing in their pool. Um but you'd always hear these like rumors too that like, oh, we have a special chemical in the pool that if you pee in it, like a purple like haze will come around you. Oh. Yeah, that's the classic myth. Yeah. But yeah, it's like the lie that you don't want to be the kid at like the birthday party that has like the purple mist come around you in the pool, like the cloud of purpleness that the, your, your pee would react to the chemical. I want to know, one, does that even exist? No. It doesn't. Because the same shit that's in your saliva is in your piss. Like it's similar compounds. <laughs> okay, we're getting really scientific. I love it. No, it's impossible. Yeah, I was talking to someone about it. Yeah. And it's there's a lot of stuff in your piss that's just naturally coming out of your mouth and saliva and your snot and all that. So there'd be purple everywhere just by when people put their mouths in the pool. Yeah. Yes. There's right. an Adam Sandler movie that came out where they try to act like it exists and they actually show the purple, uh, but yeah, it's been around for decades, man. Did you ever hear that, Max? Did anyone ever try to scare you as a kid with that that rumor? No, because I never, I never had friends with pools. I just grew up in downtown Toronto. There's no such thing. Oh yeah, I guess you no know? pools in downtown Toronto. No, uh, but yeah. So anyway, so Tony went so hard that he did not make. We had like an eight thirty dinner reservation that he did not make. <laughs> and then it, t- Tony, Tony has the highest highs, but also like the lowest lows too. Like yeah, it's like really me. often not. Yeah, not much in between. So he was like having the greatest time in the pool. But then I think he like stepped on a rock in the pool. And then like, I think his foot was messed up and then his back was screwed up. So like the next day was very, very hard for Tony. <laughs> oh, no. That's tough. I hate to hear that. That was show day the next day. Yeah. Uh, that's yeah. Tough. There's always, always that's an tough. issue with that guy. Yeah. <laughs> Did you have fun though, Max? But, you seem like a guy who it's hard to have fun with on vacation sometimes, maybe. <laughs> You've been on vacation with him. So when you say seem like, you're just, you're just Well, you're you're on your phone a lot, you're pacing, you're writing songs. I don't know. Yeah, you're doing like, business. You're very you know? artistic. We'll be it never a, stops. A, we'll be in a restaurant, you step out, you know. It's like uh No, it's a it's a fair point. And I think you're right. I think 
Yeah, I, I don't know if I had it. It was really nice to be down there with my dad and to be able to share that with him. And it was really nice to see all the guys enjoying that the resort. I love that. And the show itself was really good. But I just find, yeah, I have a hard time turning it off. And I mean, it's. I'd say when I'm on the bachelor trip with you guys, I actually turn it off as yes. good as I you possibly can. You give yourself can. permission to turn off. Yeah, and I really enjoy it. And even though I'm still being a bit of a busybody, um, I can, you know, really kind of like let loose and have some dumb fun. But the, on this trip, I was like, I just underlying anxiety, you know, when it comes to the the show itself but also we're back here for one day and then we're flying out to winnipeg and there's there's a we announced a thing in saskatoon that's happening this friday there's just like so many things to, to happen so it's just like i'm just kind of constantly stressed you know how much does tiktok take on on your mind when you're on a trip like this so you're like oh i could be doing a tiktok instead of being in the pool yeah no that that's it takes it's, it's, a, it's on my mind a lot that's actually a great, great point that's the other thing about tiktok content it's just like even if you have nothing to do, like everything could be a possible TikTok. You're kind of cutting TikToks in your head. I'm like, oh, I know what the edit's going to be. Like, do, do you do that? Like, so I'm like, okay, I'm in the pool. Okay, the concept's going to be, it's like, you know, we before a big Canadian tour, we like to relax a little bit in Mexico. And that's, like, oh, and then I'll go from that to that. And then I'll cut to Tony singing a Billy Joel song really badly at the dinner table that like in clearly in Mexico. I'm like, okay, that's a funny TikTok. But you're you're kind of like constantly writing TikToks and that that's sort of anxiety inducing too, because like you got to get the word out that we're going on tour, like, you know, all that stuff. So yeah, yeah it is a lot. Yeah. I'm like that a little bit, but I think you're like that a lot. Like right before we even recorded this podcast, you, you, I guess you're playing a show in Edmonton coming up, but you sent yeah. us a screen grab where you're trying to make like memes to promote the show. And in my mind, I'm like, do our Kells need to be making memes to promote their Edmonton show? It seems like they're pretty big in Canada. How, how far is this meme going to push the needle? But it's just something you're on top of and you want us to come up with memes for you. And I'm just like, hey, hey, hey. No, uh, the back the backstory there is my friend Craig, who who runs like a hair salon in Edmonton, was like, "Hey man, this account's really popular in Edmonton." Has he been on the pod? Didn't we have somebody that did oh, cut yeah, hair, like probably. hockey players Very, hair? Yeah, that's right. He went into the bubble. Former he was a bubble guest. hairdresser. Yes, oh, yeah. I remember him. Yeah. Yes. So, so Craig messaged me and he was like, "Yo, this is a really funny Edmonton account. You should do something with them ahead of your Edmonton show." I was like, "Oh, that's actually kind of a fun idea." You're just kind of looking for outside the box ideas. And uh, so that's when I was like, okay, I don't have any good ideas, but maybe you guys have good ideas. But Shane, to your point. Wait a second. Yeah. I, I literally gave it all of one minute thought and shot off a quick idea. I didn't even get like a thumbs up or an LOL, you know? <laughs> uh, I don't know if I loved the idea. Why yeah. not? Well, did you look at all the other, did you look at all the other memes? That was the format. Oh, the, the swipe. Yeah, no, I did. I did look back and notice that there is a swipe in the format. People listening are like, what are like they talking Mike's about? Like, I, 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 I spent like 30 seconds. I don't care if you liked it or not, but I didn't get any reaction. Well, oh, well, well I, I didn't like know. it. Why not? I, can, can, <laughs> <laughs> I could have just ignored it and went about my other work. Um, yeah, but no, then, no, no. You normally, no, no. I thought it was good. I don't know if they call it the West Edmonton Mall anymore. So I, mm -hmm. I, that was one question I had. But do you get the idea that Arkell's to play at? Like, meaning you're just going to play and have fun. And then also you're doing the gig at the arena. Oh, I didn't get that pun. That's the bit. Oh, he's the double entendre ah. play. It's like a, it's like an announcement that there are Kells to play at West Edmonton Mall, but the idea is you're just playing there on the water slides. And also they have a gig at Roger's ah, place. I get it. That's actually good. I like that. Oh good my idea. God. 
Words are tough in tech. It is. It is. And I, I almost wondered. That's why I feel like I need to pitch it verbally now. Uh, yeah. But again, you know, if you didn't get it, then maybe people won't get it on the meme format Would, either. Did you get my joke in our text group when, because there was a story about how Meryl Streep <laughs> was at a show for Broken Social Scene? Cam. Cam was the name of the guy from uh, yes, Down with Webster. Yes, good call. Wow. I've been, I've been thinking about that and I couldn't look it up on my phone because we're using my phone to Zoom with you. But now we know. He was the hype man. That is the role I pictured for your dad. Yes. Are you yeah. sure? No, no. Cam's the rapper. Cam's oh, the rapper. Shit, you're right. Yes. It's not Cam. They call me Cam. Cam's I remember one of his raps. <laughs> I went to Cancun with those guys. You went to Cancun with them. <laughs> That's who's, how I met Mark uh, Myers. Who's more fun to vacation with? Arkells or Down with Webster? Well, this was spring break. Down with Webster, <laughs> we're in the party mode. They're at the height of their fame. Yes. For sure, down with Webster. Yeah. Like they weren't Cap. Cap. so close Cap. to Cam. Name. So close good. to Cam. What's but, the best down with Webster line? Mm-hmm. I've been a big deal since Big Wheels. Mm, that's a good one. It's hard to top that. That's the only one I can think of. Yeah. Oh, um, man. Dun, 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 dun. Your Man is their best song. <laughs> yeah. Your man's so good. What happened I love that guys? song so much. I don't know. I think someone's, I think Tyler's doing some songwriting. I think I heard that Tyler. Yeah, he's in a band called Honors. He's also suing uh, Post Malone. <laughs> That's right. Tyler's in, in a lawsuit um, and with Post Malone for like copyright infringement of some sort, right? Mm. There's a song where Cam goes. That's why I remembered his mm. name when uh, Max pointed it out was he goes, I'm going to take your picture, man. That's why they call me Cam. Because we, like we found the best lyric. <laughs> yes, that's a good one. It's sticky. Sometimes being sticky yes, is important. I agree. Um, but I met Mark Myers on that trip in a hot tub because he was filming down with Webster for an hour long special that Much Music was having, and I was shooting a promo for Hot Tub Time Machine. I was an actor in a commercial, and then I was just sitting in a hot tub. I look over, Mark Myers is there. Now we're all close. Can you tell us any stories from that Cancun trip that are that were funny oh, that, that are memorable? Oh, well, I don't think I can. I don't think I can. <laughs> I honestly, I'm very, because of memory, not because well, of content. Or yes, both. and I don't want to get burned. I'm yeah. scared, as you know, Max. I don't want to be talking about people on the podcast, especially if it's even remotely dicey. Mm-hmm. But yes, gotcha. there were some fun times to be had, and uh, yeah, okay. I remember. That there was a guy from, do you don't remember Breakaway Tours? Oh, I do remember Breakaway Tours. Yeah, of course. course. So I won a contest with S-Trip uh, right before I got hired at Much. But then I had yeah. to leave S-Trip uh, to work at Much. I was put in a position where it was like, do you want to uh, win a contest or do you want a career? So I had to leave this contest I won through S-Trip and pursue a career in television with Much. But then when I was in Cancun, the Breakaway Tours guy is there who competes with S-Trip. And he was trying to lure me away from much to join like Breakaway Tours. And he was trying to party Did you just me. leave his competitor anyway? To yes, go I to- left the competitor. Would have been a coup for him, though, to scoop up the exactly. guy that left S-Trip. So he thought I was kind of a big deal. So he was trying to party with me at like these weird Cancun <laughs> clubs. <laughs> And it got pretty wild. <laughs> That's all you're going to say. That is my story. <laughs> but it was like uncomfortably wild. You know, like I was shaking like a leaf. I was very nervous. There was bodyguards and things like that. So, uh, yeah, it was uh, it was a little scary for me. Mm. But wild. Damn. Well, and I, um, and, I, and I, I got a close friendship with Mark Myers out of that trip, too. That's pretty good. 
That's all you could hope for. I um, speaking of wild and partying, I uh, I got off the plane though from Mexico, and I went home and I changed into my Zara suit. And uh, <laughs> I, I noticed it was the Zara suit. I noticed you ran it back. I was like, Max, way, so one many suit, people. He's gonna wear yeah, it so to many everything. people were like, you didn't return the suit. I thought you were returning the suits. I got so many DMs from people like, that's the Zara suit. The Zara suit. I thought yeah. you were returning the Zara suit. <laughs> um, put on the suit, and we went right to the Nick Nurse Foundation dinner music night, uh, which was held at History in Toronto. And Arkells would have uh, played, but there was too many mitigating factors that got in the way of that i've never used the term mitigating did i use that correctly? use it right yeah. there was some factors what were they well mostly tr- being in cancun and traveling and like not okay. being able to get back in time like we got i probably got to the venue at like 9 p.m and the night was decidedly different than old arkell's motown set it was um neo and ck have you heard of uh ck he's like a afrobeat artist but um i know who up neo and is yeah, and Francesco Yates. Do you remember that? Oh, you remember yeah, that kid, of course. Francesco? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Curly he hair. Was there. Curly hair. Yeah, um, great singer. Yeah, and uh, so I, I want. So I told Jenny, Nick's assistant, that I was going to surprise him, and uh, so I surprised him, and Nick was uh, very happy to see me. And uh, his assistant coach, uh, Botch, Botch was like, Max, oh man, when he saw you, jolt of energy, jolt of energy. He didn't respond like that to anybody. He's like, really. Get me pumped up. Listen, man. Uh, Neil, Neil listens to this pod, and he's going to be feeling very disappointed <laughs> that Nick did not respond to him that way. It only once you walk through the door. But it's funny because I got to hang out with your brother because your brother was there documenting the entire thing. Yes. Uh, and um, the the most fun part though was uh, kind of standing near the Raptors because all of them stuck around most of the time. If they have to, uh, some obligation like this, they show up for half an hour, an hour, and then they peace out. They were hanging out for six hours just waiting for CK and Neo to hit the stage. And uh, I was sort of like uh, kind of dancing near them a little bit. I put this on our Instagram. Uh, Precious said, yo, nice suit. Love my suit. Mm. And, and Precious Whoa. has got very cool style. Scotty Barnes uh, in between sets when the DJ was going was like pumping up the whole team. He was uh, singing uh, Mr. Brightside by the Killers while it was going on and like doing a headbanging thing because I think he thought it was like a punk rock song of some sort. Uh, <laughs> he also loves Stay by Justin Bieber. He was singing along to every word of that. And so are we kinda, thinking that Mr. Brightside was the, the first time he had ever heard that song was that night? It's possible. That's the implication. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Though he did go to university in Florida. They probably play that song a lot. Oh, like the he's party to that, that song. That song is a classic bro party song. Like that is, uh, you know, everybody gets up for that chorus and a bunch of young men for a decade, maybe two decades now, love jumping up and down saying, you know. Started out with a kiss. like this. Probably know. the best song ever made, it's right? Pretty great, and that's pretty good. That clip of Scotty doing that simultaneously made me be like, "Oh, Scotty's he's just like us." One yeah. and then two, because I, you know, Scotty's twenty years old. You go, "Oh, the the, the next generation or a couple generations removed, they're enjoying it, uh, yeah, just like we did." I was just thinking, "Oh, if you have millions of dollars, you can still enjoy this song in the same way I could." Yeah, 
Because for some reason, I think if you're really rich, you enjoy things that uh, you don't enjoy little things like that as much. But he was. Well, it also kind of like it was all the young guys, too, on the team. And they were all just kind of hanging out together. It almost felt like a high school dance, too, because all the players were kind of crowded together. And then there's a bunch of women on the other side of the dance floor all kind of dancing with each other. But it was also like a weird dynamic because there's like it was a work. It was a work event. And there's like media people there. And there's the Canadian women's basketball team that were also in the front row. And uh, the, yeah, so it's like, but they, none of them were intermingling because I don't think they, they felt like they were allowed to because it was like kind of a work event. But it also felt like the girls were on one side and the boys were on the other side. Um, mm. But it but it did make me, it's funny, like when you see them in their in the Raptors jerseys and they're, they're being interviewed in very like serious ways, like they, they really seem far older than they are because when you see them in this context, they just look like, boys like you know and, mm. and and especially when they're all standing together and they're all the same weird height at like you know six foot nine and they're all just like giddy guys and they're like on snapchat the entire time just filming <laughs> everything on snapchat <laughs> and uh yeah and i and actually said i got to sit with masai for a bit so i talked to oh, masai a little bit how yeah. what's he what's he like to hang with at a gala uh he was yeah very nice you know he he's you know consummate professional I invited him to the show November 25th in Toronto. So he's going to try to come. So that'd be cool. Oh, wait. What we, do you mean he's going to try to come? Yeah. It was a real, like, he's like, oh, I'm actually going to try to come. Or he was just I saying said, oh, that to be I, nice. I, I, I said, hey, we're playing at Scotiabank Arena if you want to come. He's like, oh, yeah. I was like, you guys are playing Dallas the next day. He's like, oh, cool. Yeah, I'm going to try to come. He said that. Who knows? But you should have tried to sort of you like Messiah. We'll get you in a box. You sort me with some court sides for Dallas. And then you could have made that work out. I like how I'd be the one to get him a box. Hey, I pulled some strings, Messiah. I'm getting you in a suite at Scotiabank Arena. That's a great point. I, That's a great point. I got you. Um, wait, are we going on the November 25th, Shane? Are we going to go see some Marcos in Toronto? Right, I'm going to try to come. Yeah, I'll try. We'll try yeah, to make yeah. it. We'll see. We'll see. No, Maybe Messiah's yeah. Messiah suite. Oh, that would be sweet. Uh, I do. I, I did think it was funny when you announced, like in our uh, the Champagne Boys messaging, our friend Mike M. Jug was already trying to. Uh, he was locking in the suite as if you would somehow provide a suite for us the way you did in Chicago. Uh, <laughs> yeah. But then everyone just kind of ran with it, like, "Oh, can't wait! Suite's going to be awesome." Uh, when you read that, Max, you're like, "Oh, I am going to try and get them a suite," or do you just ignore it and move on? I just ignore it and move on. <laughs> Um, what was my other question? Oh, Scotty Barnes. Did he remember you from your awkward encounter back at the Canada basketball game that we discussed on this pod? Or we hardly interacted. I ah. didn't, I didn't, I didn't go for the reintroduction. Oh, but I will say had, you know, I've, I've talked to many, uh, professional athletes over the years. I would say the most socially capable professional athlete I've ever met is Otto Porter Jr. I talked to Otto Porter Jr. Last night, probably for a solid, I don't know seven minutes super nice like just really kind of easy to be around turns out his partner is from toronto so his like in-laws live here he's having a kid in like three weeks and uh just really as nice as they come so huge auto porter uh, junior fan happies with the raptors love auto porter junior former max money player drafted a high lottery pick with wizards and N- number three overall right very famous clip uh on uh the inside the nba i think when they were doing shacked in a fool where auto loses a player on defense like the guy cuts baseline and auto 
completely misses it. It is one of the fun. I don't know if you guys can picture <laughs> this. I've sent it around before, but it's like a watch. Hall of Fame Shaq in the Fool <sighs> clip from like five years ago. And so when we signed him, which he won a championship with the Warriors last year, it was very good. Are you looking it up right now? Yeah, I am. Yeah, Otto Porter, Shaq in the Fool. Is He's it Andre Iguodala? No, Shaq in the Fool. Otto Porter. It basically, he looks back, oh. and then as he looks, his the man he's guarding cuts baseline, and Otto does like a triple take, and it's very funny. But the <laughs> way it, the guys is, is he playing the it, Bulls? Are they playing the yeah, Bulls? Yeah, I think so. Okay, hold on. I'm watching it right now. This is great. Oh, yeah. <laughs> 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 that's great. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> he's just totally standing there. Okay, that's yeah. great. Thank you. You're welcome. <laughs> I was happy to, to give you that. Uh, Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash trip for free shipping and 365-day returns. Many of us have those stubborn pounds that seem impossible to lose, no matter how good we eat or how hard we work out. My solution is Plush Care. Plush Care is a leading telehealth provider with doctors who are there for you day and night to partner with you in your weight loss journey. They can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wagovi and Zepbound for those who qualify. Plus, they accept most insurance plans. To get started, visit plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. But it was a great night. We, we saw that uh, producer extraordinaire Derek Hoffman was there. I sent That's a right. fire emoji to his Insta stories. Uh, he's a huge Raptors fan. He's in like our basketball chat group, obviously, aside from making yeah. great music and producing uh, with you guys. Yeah. Book Club Maddie came too. And, and oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. It's funny um, because Derek and Nick text all the time because Derek has helped Nick set up his music room. So yeah. like he, he, Nick would have personally invited Derek and that makes me happy because Derek being friends with the head coach of his favorite team is cool. And then Matt Frickman and Nick like email each other now. Um, oh my goodness. Is he very critical of Nick? Is <laughs> <laughs> <Wait>, it <so> Shane? <laughs> no, no, like because um, Matt is a bit of a jazz head and Nick is a bit of a jazz head. And Matt like genuinely loves like Prince and they have a lot in common musically. So Matt will like suggest things. Oh, have you checked out this concert? And Nick will go, Oh, I didn't know they're playing. I'm I'm gonna go now. So like Nick like really genuinely takes his advice, and then also like Nick's working on like he's a, a film project, and he asked Matt for notes. So Matt like read the script and like made a bunch of notes for him. He, like Nick's like executive producing a thing, so they email each other all the time. And also now um, Matt is in a text group with Kyle Dubis and me because they read the same Substack and. And so now, and so I, and Matt, Matt just developed all these, uh, these friendships, um, uh, uh, 
that are that he that he's sort of delighted by. I'm delighted by it too. But it's funny to think we're all in this uh, all in these group chats together. Um, but speaking of uh, concerts and musical performances, how was I want to know Shane's mom's review of Michael Bublé because your sister and your mom went right or did, were you there too? It was a roller coaster. I wasn't there, <laughs> but it was a roller coaster for my mom. So my mom is very very frugal. Okay. And she, my mom, all, my mom has cancer too. So you think if there's any a time where you're not going to be as frugal, it's if you, when you have cancer, right? You know, life is short as it is. You think, oh, I'll just treat myself. She got the worst tickets <laughs> that you could ever imagine. So, and she, she always doesn't care. She's like, oh, whatever. Just put me at the top. I won't care. So, and she got these tickets, I think in July. So she's been, had this circled on the calendar, looking forward to it forever. Second, she gets there and sees how sh- just how shit her tickets are. She's like, oh, I got vertigo now. I don't like it up here. He's like an ant. So she starts freaking out and she's just like, I'm going to leave. So my mom goes to leave. My sister just goes to the box office person's like, listen, my mom has cancer. She doesn't like her seats. They just go, oh, roll out the red carpet and put her in the best seats in the world. Wow. Like She's just right there Love at it. the stage. Had the best night of her life. She was crying tears of joy the entire night. Oh, that's amazing. Wanted, she talked to me for two hours the next day, just all about Buble, how he's the most entertaining man in the world. He's the funniest man in the world. All of his off-the-cuff remarks, all this stuff that I know is bullshit because you've already told me that he has all this pre-planned. <laughs> I don't have the heart to tell her. Maybe she's listening to this. But yeah, not you know, he's still very charming. He's professionally charming, though. She could not be a bigger Buble fan if she isn't tried. She loves, isn't that his name? Bu- well, you're saying Buble. What's his name? Well, he, and Ma- Max is Buble. What do I say? Buble. Buble. I also say Newfoundland weird. I say, I don't <laughs> know. You do. Newfoundland. Newfoundland. Buble. It's really just about emphasis. I'm like Christopher Walken for our, gener- <laughs> for our generation. Buble. <laughs> Buble. Say, you say it? Michael Buble. Okay, she likes Mike, okay? She just liked the concert. And um, yeah, she I think she wants to go to a, another one if she can. Oh, she loved the fact that he wore an Arkells jacket. Yeah. He did this whole bit where he pulled out a jacket. It was kind of an odd bit, admittedly, because he teed it up, as Manager Ash pointed out, as if you were behind stage and about to come out and do this epic duet. Because... I guess the bit is, you know, everyone loves me. I'm in Canada, but I think I've got something that you all Canadians love. And then he just put on an Arkells jacket. It was and a everyone sweet screams. bit. No, it was great. People, he was paying tribute to oh. Hamilton's favorite sons. That's all. He was. And I'm not <laughs> saying it was a bad bit because we all know he's very funny. But <laughs> it, the bit would imply that maybe Max is there mm. and really going to end the show with you guys singing. I don't know. Just haven't met you yet or whatever. <laughs> but it's still good. He's wearing a jacket and that's cool, too. It, the bit would have been sweeter if you had been there. Yeah, but there were some mitigating factors where you couldn't yeah, attend. We're in, we are in Mexico. To, uh, Bravo to Tiffany Cunningham for getting those seats upgraded. Yes. I love that. that was an awesome move. But I also saw Wiggle Show. Oh, yeah. That's Front how, row. How was it? Again. You don't seem like you like the way. Oh, right. Children. Kids. You he, hate his them. face changed. It oh, got real the weird. The idea all of having sudden. to drag your kid to the Wiggles sounds like the worst fucking time ever. Oh, God. <laughs> um, whenever well, I see, whenever I see parents like that going to the Wiggles, I'm just like, I'm just never going to have a child just because of that. You'll be happy to know that the Hamilton audience was shit like our toddlers <laughs> suck i watched online on you on youtube videos every toddler's 
rushing to the front, dancing, whether they have nosebleeds or not, they tend to let the kids go as they please. My two-year-old daughter was the only one dancing, and she was barely even dancing. She was mostly just standing there. Uh, so, you know, it wasn't so the as vibe hype, was no good. Right? The vibe wasn't good for the kids. They were giving the Wiggles nothing on stage. The Wiggles <laughs> did seem a little bit disoriented. Did the I, I'm, lash I, out? I'd be like, well, fuck you, kids. Huh? <laughs> no, they did look a little disappointed. There's also three new members to the Wiggles. They've added like a really buff guy who does like backflips and stuff. And <laughs> it's not that he's out of place, but they're just not gelling the way the old Wiggles mm gelled so for me it was there was a little bit less excitement than if they were to have emma wiggle and <laughs> who else used to be in yeah, the band well, it was Lockie, emma and wow. uh and uh yeah and anthony and then the guy in the red i'm blanking on his name now yeah it did feel a little odd for for me as like a fan because you do you watch Simon. the show you do get into it a little bit for a kid's show it is fairly entertaining for adults and the songs are good like rockabye your bear is a good song did, did you? Um, did yeah, you, you're not interested, so that's fine. No, no. I was. But I always go back to the thought. I don't know if you ever discussed this with your partners, where it's like you will just not expose your kids to anything that you think is lame. So you have to be very committed to this mm -hmm. thing. But it's like the only thing my kids are going to watch from the minute they are born is stuff that I am personally interested, in, and they're just going to have to catch up and understand it. Like, did you ever have that consideration? Is that possible? As I for sure tactic i said i would never talk to my kids like baby talk never yeah. do that baby voice yeah i usually don't but it's amazing genetics really take over lucy is like i was obsessed with mario and video games when i was a kid mm -hmm. that was my big thing inexplicably lucy throughout me even without me even trying to introduce her to video games obsessed with super mario world 3 uh -huh. knows every single character's name and her favorite thing to watch is just youtube videos of people playing Super Mario 3. Really? Like characters I don't even know within the game, she knows. So she's off Wiggles. She doesn't even, she didn't even care we were going to the Wiggles that much. Mind you, once we got to the show, she was very excited. But yeah, she's off of Bluey, off of Wiggles, doesn't really watch anything other than video games on YouTube. Of people playing video games. Which is games. how exactly how people playing video games. It's mostly Super Mario World. The other, the other thing too is it's like you make all these plans and then life just gets in the way. You're like, I'm going to do it this way and that way. And then shit just needs to be done and you don't have the time to maybe do it the way you thought. Mm -hmm. But most, mostly... With rolling up the wheels, like, so it's like, for instance, like, oh, I'm going to show her, like, the Beatles at Shea Stadium, and that's what she'll watch. She'll grow up with, like, she'll be cultured in a way, like, like even though she's two, she's going to watch cool shit. There's, like, there's a bit of that, and you do show that stuff. But also, like, the benefit of something like the Wiggles is they're singing these songs, which are good children's songs, but they're also, like, counting and identifying colors. It's, like, educational mm. and entertainment. So you're basically kind of, like, getting something out of it as opposed to just sort of, like, listen to this awesome Led Zeppelin song to you old which it's fun to watch a baby react to that like i remember i've played all sorts of funny stuff like music wise like you know music that would adults would listen to that like the kids react in a way which is good but if you stick them in front of the tv for something that's like oh they're gonna sing and play but then also they're gonna learn to count to 10 and shit like that yeah, so, so you can't just these are considerations you can't plop down a nine month old and say like watch six hours of the last dance and they'll just start <laughs> <laughs> no i tried yeah i don't know what they would learn that would be amazing that'd be a cool yeah. strategy that'd be a really cool strategy yeah, Lou does like the Beatles, though. I think she likes the Beatles probably more than any other yeah. kid music. But just like other stuff, like like what else are you guys into? Just yeah, like a lot of basketball related stuff. Uh, the New Yorker 
me a cereal of the podcast. Just get them, get them in that, like <laughs> that smart stuff, you know? We do. Well, we do. It's funny. I don't know what you do for like, like bedtime, but like we have these things called like mouth stories, which is like, I have to make up stories from mm. my mouth. Like, cause we read books. So there's books, story, like story books. And then there's like, we'll play a game like memory or something. But sometimes she just, she's like, no, like mouth story, which is essentially make up a story. So I have to make up stories on the spot, which is like an exercise and improv, but it's like, it was very, very fun at first, but I'm running out of fucking stories. Like I'm like, so now I'm like, so there's this, you know, there's a pony named Michael and he's on a train and he's got to go to his job in Toronto. Like I'm actually just yeah, pulling from your my life. shit that day. <laughs> it's like, and then Michael the pony had to do a podcast yeah. at two o'clock. Yeah. He's hoping that Max would come yeah. with he some never stories because his, his pony again. friend Max was in Mexico. <laughs> and then we have to cut that one part out of the podcast because we're not actually allowed to talk about that part publicly. Yeah. <laughs> Totally. But yeah, it's fun. And then sometimes like when we'll ask Danica, she's like, okay, do a mouse. Or she's like, no, 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 that your dad does that. Like yeah. Dan won't do the improv. But do you, will you find yourself doing that? I find, and I shouldn't be doing this, but sometimes these kids books are way too long. <laughs> and I'm like, she's four. This is for a four-year-old. This is so long. And it's yeah. hard for me to read all this. So I'll just read the first couple sentences of every book and give the Coles notes. And I'll just get through a book that probably should take 10 minutes in about 25 seconds. <laughs> so I'm kind of doing mouth stories or whatever you call it, yeah. just naturally with real books. Yeah. But what Lucy's into right now is kind of weird that she loves ASMR. So she'll watch YouTube videos where someone's just ASMRing for 10 minutes. Just like, like ASMR her, is just like soothing, interesting sounds, right? It's like I'm, I'm doing it right now on yeah. the podcast. I'm going to scratch the microphone. And you either have that gene where that can relax you or it does nothing for you. Mm. It's like cilantro. You either like it or you don't. And my daughters love ASMR. Just so uh, big how, how do they react to it? They're just soothed by it? They get sleepy. And yeah, they request it every night and it's our routine. And then Alex sings them a song. This, I don't like this song. And I was like, high on the mountain of the Mississippi river. It's this weird song. I do not like it. <laughs> well, she's like, she's a, she's a deadhead, uh, Alex, right? Like they're yeah. into sort of mm. older music. Like that seems like something from that era. Yeah, it's about a gambler. It feels like inappropriate for children too. I, I, I haven't had the heart to tell her, but the song sucks. Um, yeah, that's pretty much our routine, though. Yeah, yeah. we ended up in a parent corner here. Just it's yeah. just turned into a parenting podcast, man. I feel like I, you'd be surprised if you had to look after my kids how little babying you'd need yeah. to do. Oh, interesting. They're getting good. It's a fun age too. This age, like they're like, like, like they come home and they say things that are actually legit like funny you know like mm -hmm. i'll be like okay when like can you go go brush your teeth she's like you got it babe and she'll give me a thumbs up yeah. i'm like where did you get that but it <laughs> makes me laugh so funny like you got it babe or she'll just call me big boy like she's like come on big boy we gotta go and i'm like all right little buddy like but it makes me laugh mm -hmm. so hard and i like yeah i know this is like very common parenting thing everybody hears this but it's it really does hit you in a way that is like the most fulfilling and fucking genuinely funny when it catches you off guard lose big into uh like life itself right now. Like when we were at the Wiggles show, she said, what if there was nothing here and no one was here performing and there was no building and there was no seats and there was just nothing. Whoa. What would that be like? Who said that? So she's real Lou. She's really into the idea of nothingness and what it's like before we are born and what it's like after we die. So Those are big thoughts. Like she, existence yeah. itself. She's, she's like going to be such a stoner yeah. in high school. Oh my God. Yeah. <laughs> a, and she's into parents getting divorced and why? <laughs> <laughs> what did you say? 
She's into parents getting divorced and why they're divorced and why some parents are together and why some oh, aren't. She's That's like a questions? big top. Yeah. So Ooh. every day it's like this high wire act of how to answer it. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. Is she asking about like specific like friends, parents that are divorced and stuff like that? Yes. Yes. <laughs> that and why why mommy loves me and and Alex like, well, I, I don't know. Uh, you know, she's trying to figure out why she does love me. And then Alex <laughs> is thinking of it. She's like, why do I love him? I don't know. So it's, uh, has, has so she, she asked, just says, like, cause I'm funny. Statistically speaking, mommy and daddy, what is the probability that you get divorced? Because how many friends do you have? You have 10 friends. Statistically, I heard that it's 50. four out of 10 are going to get divorced. Which friends do you think are going to get divorced, mommy and daddy? Yeah, we play that game all the time, yeah. too. We're surprised more of our friends aren't divorced. We're still sticking together. Yeah, it's we're kids. killing it. Just wait till the kids get to around 10, 12. That's yeah. when things start to fall apart. That's when people are like, okay, we've gotten past a certain threshold. <laughs> yeah, because I'm always like, I, I can't imagine any of my friends getting divorced, so I try to play that game, and it's very hard. But then, you know, it's like if the person in the room, if you can't find any assholes in the room or something, odds are you're the asshole. <laughs> it's, it's probably me. me. Yeah. <laughs> Alex, why do you love me? Tell me now. You're you're funny. <laughs> Except for the last couple podcasts. Or, or Max was telling a lot of stories, so I was more listening. Yeah, you know. <laughs> um, yeah. It's, well, speaking of uh, divorces and breakups, should we talk about, uh, uh, I mean, Ash put it in the group, Harry Styles sort of coming between uh, uh, Olivia Wilde Ew. and Jason Sudeikis, <laughs> breaking them up. Oh, okay. <laughs> we can talk in, about uh, it. In a uh, threesome situation. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The, uh, I guess just the details. First of all, a nanny gave an interview to like some UK paper, I think, that she got very into the details. And one of the big things that the internet's talking about is, I guess some like breaking point was Olivia had made this salad and her special dressing and she was leaving for the night to go hang out with Harry. And I guess Jason understood this, but that was the special dressing that she made for the family all the time. Mm -hmm. So Jason wouldn't allow her to leave. And then he like laid down in front of the car so she couldn't actually go. He wanted to make her late for the Harry date on purpose. This is all told by the name. That's a risk. Dave. <laughs> I know. That's what I mean. This a schlub she's going to see. <laughs> just runs him over. But the, so the thing is, uh, two things. So again, all of this details in the report and the whatever, the Daily Mirror or some shit, but as told by the nanny, they've denied it. They said it's really troubling that our nanny would spread all of these sort of like lies. So, so my question one is like, do you believe the nanny? Nannies have no shame. Eh? They'll do anything. They'll, it seems like they'll fuck anybody. They'll reveal secrets. They'll have children. <laughs> but in this um, in this situation, oh, I guess he never had sex with the nanny. Well, no, though. she's just, she's fucking them by sharing their secrets. Yeah, actually, yeah. so she's kind of. Mm -hmm. But so they've denied it. She said it's true. Whether it's true or not, the internet. I think there was a tweet I saw today where a woman was like, "It's simultaneously the funniest thing I heard that they are they are are fighting over a special salad dressing, but also." Also, the uh, the saddest thing I ever heard. I actually understand both sides. And it kind of hit me in a way that I was like, it's kind of, if the story is true, you understand how that can be really sort of devastating if you're Jason Sudeikis. It's too specific not to be true, it feels like, too, right? Like that, 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 that detail, if she was just, the nanny was just like, let me tell you, Olivia was mm -hmm. hot and heavy for hair. You're like, okay, I don't know like what the timeline, what that really means. But the, the salad dressing, that's an interesting one. Do you think nanny's salaries need to be raised mm. so they don't feel like they have to go to tabloids and 
fuck the famous guy, you know? <laughs> it's like professional umpires and refs. You have to pay them like $500,000 a year so they don't gamble. Yes. Mm -hmm. So like you have to de-incentivize throwing of the games. So if nannies are paid appropriately at that high level with affluent couples, then they won't share yeah. secrets. It's like Amber Heard's assistant in that Johnny Depp trial. Like she was just like, yeah. I got paid nothing. And and she just hated Amber. But I bet you if she paid, if Amber paid an appropriate amount or like was a little bit generous, that woman wouldn't have been so against her. Mm. Don't know. I think that's the real issue there is, and we would believe the story better if we knew nannies were getting paid what they should, mm. as is, who knows what this nanny was getting paid. Say anything to so get that So the story's paycheck. in question. Although it is Harry Styles, Jason Sudeikis is probably 20 years older than uh, Harry. So mm -hmm. he's going to be mm -hmm. a little bit self-conscious. Harry's so hot and mm -hmm. like perfect singer and all this. So I tend, I lean on the side of believing it. Mm -hmm. Yeah. The laying in the driveway is uh it's quite a striking image, you know, would like you ever do that? Her... Uh, if uh, Danica and, and Alex want to go fuck Harry Styles. See, I don't trust Alex in the sense that she would run me over. I don't, <laughs> I don't think the lay down, like if she was angry enough, the lay down wouldn't be enough. She'd be like, okay, he's going to break a leg. Danica would just call an Uber and yeah. she'd be like, you're an idiot, you know? <laughs> and then, and she knows I wouldn't stop her. Like I wouldn't like try to physically stop her from getting in the Uber. I would probably admit <laughs> defeat. But then I guess Jason would win in that case. Cause he was just trying to, I guess, make her late for her date with Harry Styles. Yeah. But sometimes when you do that, it just makes you want Harry more. Oh, <laughs> right. Cause when you can't have something, you just want it more. Well, this, this kind of comes down to like. We talk about this sometimes, Danica and I, and obviously everybody thinks they're getting into a relationship with a reasonable person. Maybe, maybe they don't think mm -hmm. about it. Maybe some people just get together because they're like, you'll, I, I want to have a partner and this will do. But if you're lucky enough and you think about it enough and you date enough, blah, 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 blah. It's like, it's why it's so crucial to be in a partnership with like a, I guess a rational person so that if things ever go bad, like, are you going to be sane if things do fall apart? And obviously who knows that could, it, it, the way it falls apart could affect the way that people act. Like I'm not, I'm not immune from this, but you hope that it's like the partnership is based. Like, I wonder if Olivia Wilde ever thought that Jason Sudeikis was the sort of guy, if it's true, allegedly that would lay down in front of a car to stop her from going. Or if like, he would sort of take, he'd be dignified and be like, wow, like, I can't believe you're leaving. Go. I mean, he's a charmer. I, 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 would have thought, I don't think he, he led with that. I, yeah, uh, I, would have, I assume that your example would have been the other way around. It's like Jason Sudeikis. Like, would he have ever thought that Olivia would make salad dressing for somebody else? Like, is she the person who's, mm. who's that unreasonable and that callous? Uh, you know, I, no, see, because I, th I think things can fall apart. I think that's very common. I think it's like, mm -hmm. I think it's so unsurprising that she fell in love with Harry Styles. W I'm more interested in what do people do after it falls apart? Like, it's like the war is lost. He's not going to win her back, but he's clearly now he's almost like, it's like all the, the states. Sudeikis want her back? I don't, well, in this moment, clearly he was like, don't leave. Don't go mm -hmm. do this thing. It would seem. Yeah. Obviously this is all speculative, whatever. We don't know. But I guess just in, in general terms for couples, people that have been together for a long time, have kids. It's almost like, I don't know. Yeah. It's just like, that seems wild to me. That level of sort of like trying to stop a, a thing that is going to happen. Like if she doesn't leave, then she's going to leave at some point. So I don't know. It seems so irrational, but love makes people do crazy things. Yeah. You know, it's I don't true. know. And maybe, maybe their relationship was built on like a volatile mm. passion that we're not aware of. And then, so that's an extension of that. And so you can't expect it to sort of change, you know, cause it goes both ways, you know, love can burn hot, but it can also, you know, break your heart. Mm -hmm. Um, 
but I don't know. Are we looking for rational relationships, guys? Do we think about what could happen in the end and you want somebody that would be a good person to sort of uh, part ways with? Someone reasonable in an exit? Or is that not a consideration? Because no one thinks about the end at the beginning. Yeah, I kind I like rational in a relationship. Maybe if it's a fling, mm. you want spicy. Mm. Mm. But yeah, a- Alex, I thought was going to be a little bit more rational in our relationship, <laughs> and I think she thought I would be a little bit more irrational in our mm-hmm. relationship. But we've kind of met in the middle. You're a very rational person. I think I know I, I, she thought I was going to not be though. You. Yeah, because I think like. Yeah, because I, I think when you're when you're having fun, you can be wild and spontaneous. Mm-hmm. But I think your your ninety percent of the time is a lot more um, thought out, and yeah, deliberate, very. And then Alex, I thought, oh, this is like a teacher. She's going to be so responsible. And I was knocked on my ass about how irrational she was. I was like, what the <laughs> hell? <laughs> and Max like led me like the wrong way too. He's like, she's too nice for you. Max, you know, yeah. it's not going to work out. Like she's boring. And she was the exact opposite of what everyone told me. And then everyone was in Alex's ear like, hey, he's, you know, he's a wild man. He's irrational. And then she was like bored with how boring I am. <laughs> it's interesting how it works out. Danica's though is rational, right? She's yes. as rational as she seems. Yes, she is as rational as she seems, but she can like... She has a limit. Are you, are you more rational than Danica thought you'd be, or you think you're more rational? I, I, I can, I like to be very like logical and mm-hmm. like sort of like sort out my thoughts, but I also, the Veerman side of me can be very like passionate in like a burst, like mm-hmm. emotional. I can be very emotional in like a short burst. And then I need to sort of like take a minute, think about it and then sort of assess where I'm at. I think we're both the same amount of like, we want to be measured and sort of like think things out and sort of figure out what the best approach is. But I think we can both like have moments where, yeah, like, Oh, she has her limits for sure. Like I've pushed her to the point, you know, to the brink where she'll snap. And she's certainly like pushed me to the point where I'm just like, you know, I'll say something like, what the fuck are we doing? You know what I mean? Like we we both have that. Uh, But I think we prefer to live in another space. So So you try to be the other way, but I would be shocked if she ever like laid down in front of a car to stop me from <laughs> leaving. You know what I yes, mean? Yes, I could not imagine Danica could do that. No. You, <laughs> would you ever do that, Max? Lay, lay in front of a car? You don't seem like you're passionate like that. No, I don't. <laughs> no, I wouldn't do that. I, 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 no, that's not like me. What if one of your bandmates was leaving to like, I don't know, <laughs> join the killers or something? No, Tony, no. <laughs> you're just hungover. <laughs> you're not thinking straight. <laughs> all right, let's wrap it like up. The special salad. All right. Dressing. All right, guys, that's it. That's all. That's your episode. Thanks so much uh, to our listeners for listening. Thank you to Nathan Nash for putting these together. Thank you to Manager Ash for putting everything together in a very grand sense. Uh, Shane, thank you. You're welcome. And Maxie, thank you. He's already put his microphone down. He's, he's gone. Listening still. He, he was gone the second we started talking about our relationships. <laughs> yes. Doesn't matter. <laughs> all right. That's it. That's all. Uh, great hang, guys. Might have been the best. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that 
Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. When it comes to your finances, you think you've done it all. You've saved, you've researched, and you've invested all that you can. Now it's time to take those investments to the next level by using the brand behind every great investor, Yahoo Finance. As America's number one finance destination, Yahoo Finance has everything you need, whether you're a seasoned trader or just dipping your toes into the market. Join the millions of investors who trust Yahoo Finance to guide them on their financial journey. For comprehensive financial news and analysis, visit yahoofinance.com, the number one financial destination, yahoofinance.com.